Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire, Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 103, and today we'll be talking about Future Boy Ultron. I'm GC13. I'm Sophia. And I'm Hunter. Hey, kids. Ugh. So, I think the moral of this story is not to provide moral support to robots, am I right? Yeah, uh, wait, moral support to robots? Yes. Okay, yeah, I can get behind that. Screw robots. They don't know what it's I... like. <laughs> Well, you know, human emotions are complicated for them. <laughs> I mean, I'd imagine, like you're ro- like imagine you're a robot. All right, just okay. GC, I'm imagining GC, it right now. Imagine you're a robot. I know it might be hard for you. This is a stretch, but I am imagining it. <laughs> but I, I'd say the the shining moment of this episode is just all of its jokes. I mean, they just they just really got to me. I think what my one of my favorite ones was when Onion. It was like, Onion sees <laughs> you behind bars in your future, and Onion's like, maybe I should turn myself around to a path of good. And it's like, no, he's just um, crimes more He turns himself around to a path to a ski mask. Yeah, but who who wouldn't recognize it as Onion? Like, he's a recurrent... There's only, like, 15 people in that town. He is repeatedly vandalized and stolen from the Funland Arcade. And I mean, I could just imagine him sitting there in the police, you know, interrogation room and, you know, be ma 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 which would translate to, you can't prove that's me, I was wearing a ski mask. I, I mean, he's wearing a ski mask. I mean, he's the only it's one like, with a head shaped like an onion. He's the only toddler who has regularly committed crime. <laughs> that was never proven in court. But I liked the Zoltron says, that's a question for your doctor. <laughs> yeah, Sam. that is. <laughs> Suitcase Sam, what are you asking a robot? <laughs> <laughs> what is what is so personal to you and also gross that you can't ask your doctor? Instead, you ask a fortune telling robot. <laughs> I like how nobody realizes it's Steven, even after he's name-dropping everybody. Yeah, and it's not like the first time. He's just, like, very obvious. something off the wall. Yeah, no, think of the the Tiger Millionaire. Like, he just... Uh, Yeah, nobody got that. Well, Sadie suspected it was Steven, but even... That really sounds like Steven. (laughs) Yeah, this time Steven does a voice, so you just can't. I'm imagining Steven, like, he he has a costume power. He has like a he. That's one of his uh, gem powers. He just he's able to disguise himself as anybody. No, because if he had a costume power, he would have shape shifted his head bald in the no, previous no, no. episode. But it's, it's only perceived to everyone else. So what what you're saying, Hunter, is that one of his gem powers that he inherited from Rose is for people to think he's one person when he's really another. That is very. Very relevant to my interests, Hunter. Cosplay. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, 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 not cosplay. GC uh, moonlights as a human. <laughs> hey, GC, do you have trouble um, passing those uh, captchas on websites? <laughs> oh, we oh bought some those captchas a long time ago. We have fun here. We have fun. Yes, we do. <laughs> anyway, I like how his costume looked actually really, really good. Except, except for, for the, the oven fact mitts. The, the, yeah, except for the fact he was just wearing friggin' oven mitts. Ugh. I mean, it was cute. <laughs> but like the 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 Zoltron is obviously very uh, a parody upon what is it, Zoltair? That Zoltair? Z- what is it? It's like. 
Yeah, it's it's Zoltair. They have Isn't one of there them. a similar machine in Yeah. The, how do you pronounce it? Rehobeth? Well, there are fortune telling machines. They are usually based off of um the old stereotype of gypsies who would usually make money telling fortunes or as was the stereotype. And uh you see them from time to time in like really old arcades. And so there's actually an arcade on the Santa Monica Pier that I would go to. And there's the big uh, Zoltar machine. Oh yeah, it's, right it's, on the uh, pier. I, I'm, I looked it up. It's Zoltar. Zoltar. Did you did you yeah. did you ever get W as one of your lucky numbers? I absolutely never used it. I'm pretty sure it's out of order, but it is a Pokestop. Oh rad! I've definitely used a uh, fortune telling machine before. Uh, but. Oh, oh! We got a uh, fun cameo in the background of Mister Jones Cordy's uh, character model in the same episode that we see that there is a Lakewood Plaza Turbo game at the Funland Arcade. Oh, that's radical! Or OKKO. Okay, I'm sorry. OKKO. Okay, I I hope we see his character playing on that machine in a later episode. I mean, they they have to know how cool that would be to do that, right? So, what did you guys think of Steven's little montage of giving his helpful fortunes to the good people of Beach City? I think it is Steven's absolute dream job. Like, like <laughs> Greg would work at the car shop, Steven would work at the arcade, he would take over for Mr. Smiley, if he could even enter the premises of any if, like, of the fun land. <laughs> he, would, he would take over, but he still wouldn't be allowed there. <laughs> he would have to hire all these liaisons to work in his absence. Okay, Steven, you're allowed to buy Funland Arcade, but you're still banned from it. <laughs> yeah, we uh, unfortunately cannot remove your picture from the uh, national, internationally recognized people banned. So yeah, that that would be the uh, the, the hippogriff list of people banned from all arcades. <laughs> Blacklist. You've been blacklisted for all fairs, arcades, <laughs> and carnivals. I really want to know more about the colorful life of Mr. Smiley. So do I. And I think, like... like he's such... He's he's done so much. He's a born entertainer. Like, I think if it involves entertaining, he's probably done it. This is like if you just went down to your local, like, arcade, and you're just, like, playing some games, and then all of a sudden Steve Harvey walks up. He's like, hey, kid! What you up to? <laughs> That's, like, that's all um, I picture when I see when I see Mr. Smiley. Just Steve Harvey. Can I have Daryl Hammond show up instead, doing his <laughs> uh, Bill Clinton impression? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Hello, fellow young people. How are y'all doing today? How hey, you want to watch me play saxophone? <laughs> it's like um the actor for Ron Weasley in the Harry Potter movies. Now just has an ice cream van. I mean, I don't know if there's anyone I can think of that would properly. Like translate because I don't know many people who were both who were all who were all actors, comedians, hip hop stars. Let's not let's not go crazy and call him a star. Okay, he, he, he's the kind of person who you'd get making a training video for a fast food place. Let's get like Jerry Seinfeld. Oh my god! <laughs> my name is Jerry, and I'm here to say. <laughs> I think oh season God. nine was pretty okay. <laughs> I can't imagine Jerry doing hip hop. So um, what do you guys think about the controversy people seem to be having, especially on the subreddit, over Mr. Smiley being gay? 
I think what? people need to chill out. Wait, there's <laughs> there's a controversy about Mr. Smiley being gay? It's basically summarized like, aren't there enough gay characters? Where's my bromance? Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And then there are, there are other people on the opposite side saying that the show... They may as well have had him parade down the street waving a flag saying we were gay together and, you know, how can you guys not see it and you guys are idiots. It's basically how I feel about people um, when they say Rose wasn't Pink Diamond. That's how these guys are with Mr. Smiley and Frowny. Now, I, I will say that it's complicated. I can see, I can see them going either way because, you know, they're doing all of this in front of Steven, so they're not going to go into intimate personal history when Steven's around. But at the same time, they're both talking about, you know, their act, first and foremost. Now, we do have stuff, turn my frown upside down, or turn my frown around. And you can take that as an implication. I don't know. Bottom line is, I think the ending of the episode was very sweet either way. And people need to, like, stop waging their holy war about, you know, their relationship together. Well, I think, like, um, there w- it actually been confirmed by a storyboarder. Someone had met a storyboarder and they had said... Now, we don't know exactly how reliable this is, but... Yeah, a um, voice actress's mother posted that a storyboarder <laughs> told them this. Yeah, so, so like... Uh, <laughs> the I mean, if, the, if Ms. Mollesey is not willing to post it herself... Then, hmm. so wait. So, what was the confirmation? The confirmation that Mr. Smiley had been written, like that episode had been written with the uh, the intention that Mr. Smiley was gay. I mean, yeah, I can see it. When I saw the episode and I heard Mr. Frowny talking about him like that, I was like immediately like, "This is a significant other situation." And at the end, it was very sweet. I mean, like. Yeah, it what? could be argued that they're, they are, like, the whole point of Steven Universe is for everyone to be able to project their own experiences and situations onto them. So if you have, like, if you're, if you are a guy and you have a guy friend who are you really close to and you feel really connected to, but, like, not in any kind of romantic way, like, you are totally welcome to project your straight feelings onto this and feel like, yeah, I really identify with this and this really touches me personally. Or if you are, uh, uh Someone who has worked professionally with their gay significant other and you project onto this in your personal way. Like, it's all supposed to be vague enough for everybody to kind of project their life experiences and their feelings onto it. So I think, like, arguing whether or not it's gay, like, it doesn't really matter. If you get something out of it, like, congratulations. The holy war does need to stop. Yeah. Uh, from what From what I saw of the episode, uh, and I haven't done like a huge in-depth analysis. Uh, I'm probably gonna have to watch the episode again <laughs> with this knowledge that I now have. But thinking back on it, what I saw, like working with actors and being an actor and being in situations where I'm around actors a lot, I what I saw was just the like the intense camaraderie of performers, which being being in being in like an extended show together it it really bonds you like you become pretty much family like it's like if 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 they're good like well they're not putting putting together a theater production they're just doing a stand-up routine yeah yeah but like that was their stand-up routine that was their routine that they did they may have traveled with that routine 
I may have done that routine. Apparently they got packed houses and standing ovations with it. Yeah, they have, that was something they built together, did together, and most likely did often. Like, that was probably, at one point, their career. Like, that was how they made money, paid bills, and made ends meet. Uh, well, yeah, and, like, I think that's a completely legitimate thing to think and feel about seeing this. Like, you see this and you're like, man, this is, this makes me, kind of reminds me of, like, my buddies in theater and, like, how we would re- interact in our relationship. And, like, that's completely and 100% valid just as much as someone says, oh, this reminds me of stuff I had with my significant other. And mm-hmm. so, like, whether or not you perceive the thing to be romantic or platonic, like, that doesn't matter. It's all tailored to the specific person. So, like, you can't say... Like, this is how I see it because this is how I personally identify with and project with the situation. No one else can see it differently. Like, of course they're going to see it differently. Everyone's a different mm-hmm. person with their own experiences and perspectives. Like, they're going to see it as gay. They're going to see it as straight. It doesn't matter. Like, obviously, if the crew universe is very much, like, trying to be, like, these are gay characters doing a romantic thing. We are trying to set up a romantic, like background for this situation that's different but here in the case of mr smiley and mr frowny like who cares have fun with it Mm -hmm. absolutely that's that's a very it's a very mature way of looking at it Mm -hmm. man i'll tell you though frowny is such a depressing character i mean peridot got tired from being on a ship with jasper i can only imagine how emotionally draining it would be on a guy like mr smiley to be working closely with the dude who insists on being such a downer all the time. I imagine with a person like Mr. Smiley being around Mr. Frowny, the mood the mood of the room would be pretty neutral. Just like having the two even each other out. Well, yeah, and I think like, I do like the kind of little message in this episode that like, it's not your responsibility to like cure someone of their depression if you can see it. Like, is it being that bad? Like... Oh, yeah, because they showed Steven, like, trying, and he's like, there's sadness no matter what you do. And, like, that's very much not true. Like, there's always things you can do. And it's like, it's not the sadness no matter what you do. The sadness isn't inevitable. It's like, you yourself are perceiving everything to be negative. It is interesting that only Mr. Smiley was able to bring a smile out of frowny like steven didn't know him well enough to query to pose the right question so to speak to his future vision yeah even even mr smiley had to think you know (laughs) how can i get this guy to smile and i I guess he managed to succeed a few times back in the day i i do like how uh the crew universe recognized their deus ex machina usage of garnet I loved Garnet. Here, here we go. Garnet descending from the the from the from above the curtain, just on this machine, probably with a smoke machine coming out. Yep. You know, just... bearing the solution to the plot in her hands. Like I can I'll... imagine, or on her lips in this case. I can imagine the storyboard is just all right. Uh, okay. Um, so Stephen. Oh, he's a fortune teller. Oh, what if he could actually see the future, like Garnet? Like, he's a fortune-telling robot. That'd be so cool. Like, yeah, yeah, but, like, why would Garnet give him future-telling powers? And Because of reasons. Because, uh, just because! Because reasons! And they just write on the storyboard. Like, it's it's a nice little frame of uh, uh, Stephen talking to Garnet. The next frame is just the word reasons. And the next frame <laughs> is Stephen has future vision. Mm-hmm. I like to think that Garnet is kind of wandering around, standing at random places, because she calculated a 30% chance that Steven would need her at that moment. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I thought it was kind of awkward, though, back when Stephen was giving all of his advice to the, you know, the first time I watched it when he was giving his advice to the town folk. But now I just watch that and I know Frowny's going to show up and I know he's going to make me sad, but I know that at the end of it, he's going to make me happy. Oh my god, when I first saw Frowny, like, appear out of the distance, like, just lurking, and the music changed, like, <laughs> my headcanon gears started to whir and whirl, it was so loud, like, uh I, like, I overclocked my CPU. Gotta dust off just, a lot of cobwebs. Oh god, no, what do you mean dust off cobwebs? <laughs> after what we, after what we talked about, like, just last week? No, my headcanon, my headcanon gears... Are primed. They're all greased up, baby. Loaded and ready to fire. Did you you think that he was a secret agent sent by Yellow Diamond to infiltrate the temple? I thought he was Benedict (laughs) Cumberbatch. No, you know, you know the first thing that popped in my head. Oh, it's Greg's brother. Oh my god. And then he was like, Greg's long lost brother. Yeah, then he's like, should should I talk to him? I'm like, oh, it's Greg's brother. It's Greg's brother with a British accent. Greg's long lost brother Wirt from Over the Garden Wall or something. (laughs) <laughs> I can see that. This the, Mr. Frowny looked like he was from Over the Garden Wall. He does. He does seem like that kind of yeah. guy. Like give him a bit of a like a like a suit and tie, like a faded brown suit and tie. Mhm. Give him like a bolo tie. He would absolutely be like the head of a carnival or fair or something. <laughs> yeah, the the head of like He'd be like the Pagliacci character of just, yes, I run this fair that everyone loves and I'm so unhappy. Come one, come all. And it turns out, like, all the animals performing in the fair are just people enslaved or something. Because that's what Over the Garden Wall was about. Not even enslaved. They're just, it's just like their job. They just, like, go in, they clock in. And it's like, I'm a horse now. Nay! <laughs> or it's like, like the, or it's like all the people are doing the animal jobs, and all the horses and monkeys and lions and stuff are the ones taking tickets them. and stuff. Yeah, so, like, yeah, they're all the imp- <laughs> nobody's even unhappy about it. Everyone's just like, "Yep, it's a living." <laughs> it pays very, well. Very Flintstones of them. <laughs> uh, man, we should write. We should write a cartoon. We should. Haven't we already? Then I'd have to learn this? how to draw. Yeah. Uh, let's not write a cartoon. But all in all, I really liked this episode. Like, strongly. I think it was a very cute little kind of world building, because, you know, people get really offended when you see, um, filler. But I think it was a very nice world building episode, showed a bit about Mr. Smiley, we got a new character, we got Steven being happy with his dream job, a lot of good jokes, like, I'm not complaining. I think Mr. Smiley really should have shown Stephen more gratitude, though. I mean, for one, how how much of Steve, how much, how responsible do you think Stephen really is for Zoltron breaking in the first place? Oh, yeah, like, not at all. And also, he kind of is completely responsible for Mr. Smiley being able to patch things up with somebody who he's obviously still hung up on. Like, you know, I'd rather not talk about. It. He just completely gymmed us early in the episode. And, you know, then, you know, buddy-buddy at the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what kind of fortune-telling machine doesn't have a glass protection cover yeah. from the animatronic and the outside? Like A really old, crappy one. Onion broke it. 
Onion stole it. Onion! <laughs> Onion! Yeah, we need to make our own spin-off series of Steven Universe Onions Heroes. What? What? Like, Never mind. Like, like unsung heroes? Do you guys, like, not watch older TV shows? What's a TV? It's that thing you... Oh, never mind. Oh, that thing I plug my Wii U into? Yes, Hunter. Uh, what? You can, you can watch shows on that? I have a yes. uh, computer desktop screen, and then my housemate has a black and white TV. What? Like... No, no, actually, what? Legit, I have never seen that thing showing color. Uh, uh, I mean, it's uh, like the dinosaur TVs. It's really small, but it's really fat. And I don't know if she only watches black and white movies, or if the TV's just black and white. But I'm too afraid to ask. There are some really good movies in black and white. Uh, I mean, that's, uh, that's true. Schindler's List. Sh- I Sh- said there are. Schindler? I mean, of Schindler? course, everybody's going to say uh, Citizen Kane. I was going to say Citizen Kane. Well, I said it for you. I don't know what that is. Seriously? Citizen Kane is like the Citizen Kane of movies. <laughs> you get out of here right now, GC. GC, you get out <laughs> of I here. Did I take another one of your lines, Hunter? GC, that was so dumb. I can't even with you right now. I can't. Ah, <laughs> uh, get out! That was so bad. I want. Like, I thought it was pretty good. I want a black and white classic parody, or a parody of the classic sitcom with the Steven Universe characters. Like, I think they could do a lot with it. I love Steven. <laughs> Everybody you loves Steven. No, it'll be. It is true. Steven. Everybody does love Steven. It'll it'll be a sitcom set in the early period of Steven Universe, back when Steven was, you know, quite bumbling. <gasps> and so every episode would feature Steven trying to handle some gem-related thing on his own. And then, you know, Pearl would show up. Steven, you have some explaining to do. I was about to say that! <laughs> Dang it, JC! You're so quick with you! Don't be jealous, Hunter. Ugh, I'm so jelly! No, because it can't be early on, because then we wouldn't have Lapis and Peridot. Like, we should have... They'll sh- they'll show up later, but, you know, just Steven will develop in a different direction in I Love Steven. No, it has to be like, there has to be like episodes where it's uh, Steven, Lapis, and Peridot all being the Three Stooges. (laughs) (laughs) I think that would be more of like Steven, Amethyst, and Peridot, like the Shorty Squad. Yeah, the Shorty Squad is actually the Three Stooges. (laughs) And then Lapis will show up and use like water fingers to poke each of them in the eye and slap them around. Ah, that's funny. Well, she would never, she would never hurt Steven, besides that one well, time. Well, she'd, she like, pretend to, and it would be really obvious that she doesn't actually hit him. Like, she would just absolutely wallop Peridot and hit Amethyst, <laughs> and then Steven, she would just, like, tap slightly. Like that, like that one trailer for Moana, where, like, the water played with her hair, they, she does the same thing with Steven. No, no, no. It would be like, okay, <laughs> okay so Lapis would make the, 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 the water hand, and it would go into the the eye-poking thing, and, like, it would be Amethyst, Steven, and Peridot all in a row, and Steven, like, puts his hand up in front of his face like you do when you're trying, like... Totally puts his hand up and blocks it. No, he puts it up, and then, uh, she just... Uh, just goes just, right through. Yeah, she, no, Lapis just pokes uh, Amethyst and Peridot on each side, <laughs> like, with her two <laughs> fingers. Like, it's a giant hand. Oh, I kind of get what yeah. you mean. That'd be cute. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say that Future Boys Ultron is in my top ten, but I, I think it might be in my top half. Really? I think it's in, like, top ten of just generic Beach City episodes. It's cute. Um, does, I, does Too Short to Ride count as a generic Beach City episode? Does yes. Tiger Millionaire count as a generic Beach yes. City episode? I said top ten. Those are two of my favorite Beach City episodes. I'm just mm, saying. I love Sadie's song. It was cute. I don't I don't have a whole lot to say about it. Like it was cute. It was cute. It uh harkens back to the days of um uh I don't know, uh, like Garnet's Universe. Garnet's Universe is my <laughs> second mm. favorite episode. Yeah, Garnet's Universe. Oh, Winter Forecast. Oh. Ooh. That is one. probably my number one of Beach City. Well, it's not really Beach City, but you know what I mean. Like my number one episodes. is the episode we did last week. Yeah, that is number one. Yeah. I just don't get it. I just don't get it at all. GC, it's because you aren't programmed with emotions. <laughs> Human emotions are complicated for GC. Ugh, <laughs> uh, cute. So, if that is, if that is everybody's uh, final thoughts, um, I guess... Everybody should join us next week. There's another new episode coming out. It will be last one out of Beach City. And I hear we're going to have a real-life musical personality providing their name and face in the show. Oh, last one out of Beach City, the episode that had um, Pearl and Amethyst and only Pearl and Amethyst in the synopsis. Well, and Steven. Well, no, Steven, too. Steven, too. Yeah, but Steven's always there. Yeah, well, obviously. But eh, I, I don't think that this will be quite the doom episode that we were afraid it was going to be back when we that were I was looking hoping. at the episode okay hoping for it to be but who's who's the musical guest i can't remember it's someone i had never heard of before oh i gotta look this up last one out of the pearl methist train choo choo well I, I was just thinking maybe we'll get a elvis has left the building reference in there somewhere maybe hoping hoping I mean, I know absolutely that is pro- that is not really going to happen, but I can hope. I can hopeful for Opal. That would be so great. I want. I've, I've been hopeling so much. They like teased me with log date seven one five two, which is again up there. Log date seven one five two, probably in my top ten. Yeah, like we're just get, we Opal just keeps on going through new outfit changes. Like we've never seen her twice in a row with the same outfit. Maybe Steven can't see at the concert, and so they fuse so that he can sit on Opal's shoulders and Opal can rock out. Uh, That'd be nice. GC, where did you hear that, uh... I don't know, it was on Twitter, hold on. Uh, Mike Kroll. K-R-O-L. Oh my goodness. Mike Kroll. Oh, I've seen him before. I don't know him, but I've seen him. Okay. But they, they they posted a screenshot of it on his record label's Twitter account. And that looks so awesome. I mean, he just... I, I, I love it. I just... The, his character, like, singing into the microphone. He's got a leather jacket on and those shades. And he's just... He's like, he's in the zone while he's singing, you know. I, I just love it. The lights in the background. Dude, I'm diggity down to clown. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Last One at a Beach City may not be the apocalypse we were afraid slash hoping for, but uh, it looks pretty cool. Until then, I'm GC13. I'm Sophia. And I'm Hunter. Have a good... Wait, wait no, no, the weekend will have already happened. Okay. I uh, hope you all had a lovely 
a holiday weekend in the U.S. Yeah. Leave us a review on iTunes. Later, kiddos! Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.